I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, Juan Soto. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy Soto here with the Autumn Windbags, back with another one. My, 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 my shit was frozen like crazy, so if like the first 15 seconds of this, I was just kind of stone-faced. I'm like, what is going on here? Big win today. Raiders win 30-6 to against the lowly New York Giants. Doesn't matter who it was against. Great game today. This is what we were looking for. When somebody asked me, what do you expect tomorrow? And I said, I expect the team to play much better. Are they going to win? Hmm. I don't know. But I knew they were going to play better because I knew that the team was severely underperforming. So just them getting back to a baseline, them getting back to average, was going to be much better than what they've been playing because the talent they have on their team is much better than what they've been showing, especially offensively. If the offense gets just right back to where they were and the defense continues to play the way they've been playing, we're looking at a team that's going to play much better, and we showed it today. Great job. Las Vegas Raiders 30, New York Giants 6. Lucky to get that. So, got a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about. I'm going to try to keep it about the game. I'm going to try to keep it about what we've been doing here, what we're thinking, and stuff like that. But number one, A number one, looks like we found ourselves somebody who can manage this game uh, and make a throw or two uh, down the field. A couple of things I really like about Farva. Farva's smart. He, he, Mark Sanchez said it a couple times on the broadcast. They are giving Aiden O'Connell all the responsibilities. You saw him changing protection, changing plays, moving people around, getting people in the right positions. He had full control of this offense. So it wasn't egomaniac Josh uh, McDaniels telling him, you have to do this. It's here's the play. Here's the offense. You know what to do. Make sure that we block everyone we need to block. Make sure get the ball gets to go where it needs to go. So excellent job today by Aiden O'Connell. I think I, I, I don't I don't I, I don't want us to overlook the job that he did, even though his numbers weren't eye popping. He did have a few drop passes that would have been a little bit, you know, padded his stats, but still 16 for 25, 209 yards, no touches, no picks, no sacks. I'll take it. I'll take it for this reason. He's not making big mistakes. He's not putting the team in bad positions. And he's putting the team and the plays in the best positions to succeed. JR the Barb, thanks for the super chat. The Raider way, still aggressive till the end. Yeah, man, that's how we play. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see out there. Michael Creamer, I see Soto's mouth moving, but all I hear is wow, wow, wow. Michael Creamer, you're, you are the hater of haters. Uh, I'm sure that creamer that you're talking about is all over your face. Uh, can't even talk about a victory without talking shit. So love you for being a hater. Hate you for being a lover. All right. McBud, one of our, for our first subscribers, we did occur an identity today physical. Yep. We went out there and played hard. We played tough. Um, we 
we went out there and we played Raider football, man. This is how you've got to do it. Today we showed that Josh McDaniels was to full-blown AIDS what Magic Johnson was to the cure. That's Antonio Pierce is Magic Johnson's cure. He was just the worst disease you can ever have. Josh McDaniels was the worst disease ever. And Antonio Pierce is the cure. Is he going to be the future? Who knows? Was he the future today? Sure as hell looked like it. Because the main thing we got to focus on right now is how are we going to get better for next week? Now, we look this good. Just remember this. We look this good with two practices. Two practices with an offensive coordinator who has never called plays in the NFL with a head coach who has never coached a uh, uh, head coach, a game in the NFL, two practices. We have to keep that in mind. Okay. Brian Dable for all his issues that he has on his team. He was the coach of the year last year. This team won a playoff game last year. So let's stop, you know, cry for me, Argentina for the freaking giants. They got outplayed today. Did they lose their quarterback? Yeah, but you know what? We're with our third-string quarterback, too. So, you know what? Play me a freaking violin, okay? We, we, we came in here with the same thing going on. At least they had their starting quarterback for half the game. All right. Let's start with Aiden O'Connell. I like the way Aiden O'Connell was able to take control at the line. I like the way Aiden O'Connell was uh, able to Take the right play. So the, uh, that that's one one thing that that RJ and I kind of like saw a little sideways on a little bit is RJ considers and the way the way just he talks about making the right play, making the safe play is is always checking it down. And if a player is wide open down the field, that's that's a safe throw. If he's open, yeah, that's a safe throw, right? And and I'm always like, well, I don't want the safe throw. I want the right throw. And that's one of the issues that we were getting into with the other two previous quarterbacks who will remain nameless. I actually yelled at my TV when I saw Coach Bo talking to Favre on, on the sidelines and, and, and Brian Hoyer was walking by. I'm like, Brian Hoyer, get your ass away from them. Get, get away. No, I don't, want you, I don't want you poisoning our offensive coordinator quarterback. Walk, get out of there. Get out of there. So... Farva went out there and he ran the game plan. He knew what he needed to get done and he knew how he wanted it to get done, which is, I mean, almost as important, if not a little bit more important, is not know, just not just needing to know how what you need to do, but how you need to do it, where you need to move your protection, where the pressure coming from, identifying uh, situations, um, that that little pass, that, that, that quick pass to... Uh, um, man, to, to um, Jacoby Myers that he dropped, that third down pass. Oof, man, that was tough. If, if Josh Jacobs would have picked up that blitz, you know, that would have been a touchdown at the end zone. It would have been great. Uh, Michael Creamer, thanks for the super chat, man. It was so fun to watch the Raiders dominate. Look, man, I'm not saying that this is, the, this is who the team is, right? Thank you for the super chat, Michael Creamer. Much appreciated. I'm not saying this is who we're going to be the rest of the season. But this is who we can be. Now, 
Was there a little bit of an issue with the Giants' defense? Have they been playing great? They haven't been playing great, and they lost Leonard Williams. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Right? We go out there, and all we can do is play the players that are on the field. That's it. We have players that are missing. They have players that are missing. Let's go out there and make it happen. We're with our third string, fourth round quarterback. And we were able to get it done. That just goes to show you the talent on this team is well above what we've been showing this season. Why is that? I believe the previous regime did not take into account the personal element. These players are people. You need to get them pumped up. You can't go through life, especially if you're playing such a violent sport like football, and just be going like this, steady. You need to ramp up all the way to the top and get yourself to that fever pitch, right? right I mean, to, to your most maniacal for the game. After the game, you decompress. You take the day off. You chill, right? Day off on Monday, probably. Hey, everyone, day, I'll see you on Tuesday. Everyone, get your PT done, but see you on Tuesday, right? But you know what I think? I think the team that the team captains and leaders of, of the position groups are going to be like, guys, let's hop in for a couple hours and watch a little bit of film just so we can, you know, get a little bit of extra work in, right? McBud, the Giants D is good, but AOC made Wink look wank. I love these, like, I love these, uh, like, uh, UK, like, uh, slang. Because, I mean, no one uses wank in, like, the States. But, like, it's like a, a, a regular everyday thing in the UK. It's freaking great. <laughs> Just like I said, after the uh, Bears game, I said, well, Aiden O'Connell didn't look great against the Chargers. But he looked a whole lot better in the second half than he looked in the first half. Then you put him in in the fourth quarter for one drive against the Bears, and we get our only touchdown. He's going to look better every single week. And that's one of the things that was lost on Josh McDaniels when his decision-making. did Could there have been an argument before the game, mind you, before the game, that Brian Hoyer could have given you a, a cleaner game against the, the Bears? There could have been an argument out there because of his experience and his, and his knowledge of the system, blah, 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 right? But you can't tell me that the – the gap wouldn't have been closed or Farva would have far exceeded Brian Hoyer's expectation going into a future game had he played and Brian Hoyer sat the bench. So the the, the thing we got to focus on now is, is what, I mean, I think all of us knew from, I mean, even the preseason, because when we saw Brian Hoyer enter the game, the offense didn't look as good as when Farva was in there, even if it was preseason. And then we see Farmer, we're like, man, Jimmy G doesn't look all that hot either. A little skittish, a little skatey, doesn't want to get hurt, doesn't want to get hit, missing throws, pick here, pick there. That, that drives me up the wall. When your quarterback is not pushing the ball down the field, if he's dinking and dunking, and he's still turning the ball over, what's the trade-off? The trade-off to dinking and dunking and not being aggressive is I don't turn the ball over. But if you're digging and dunking and you're turning the ball over, what use are you to me? Doesn't make any sense. Corey, early score prediction for Jets. I think it's going to be a lot harder against the Jets because their defense is freaking legit. 
Their offense is not great, but their defense is freaking good. I don't know. I don't know. If we score 30 points against the Jets, man, we're back back. That's what I think. But, man, it's, it's going to be tougher. It's going to be a, a dogfight against the Jets for sure. Look, I know that I'm, I'm going to get to the other players on the offense. I'm going to get to the offensive line. I'm going to get to the defense, of course. I'm going to get to the coaching. I'm going to get to all that. But I want to start off with Aiden O'Connell because I think we need to give him his props for going out there, basically being being hammered down and being pushed down by the old regime and him not breaking. One thing that I was very encouraged of before this game started a couple days ago, I'm like, man, I hear in reports, I'm hearing interviews that today was no different from any other week for Coach Bo and for, for, for Farva because they were basically the third string offensive coordinator and the third string quarterback, right? Because Josh McDaniels was the first, was the offensive coordinator. Mick Lombardi was kind of his, you know, coffee boy, right? And then Coach Bo was third. Well, Coach Bo and Farva were pretty much kind of like working together the entire time on the sidelines, in meetings, in practice. They were the ones that were communicating the most because they were, I mean, they were kind of like, you know, hey, you just work with these guys over here. So when you get into the game, it's like it's it's the same voice, the same message, the, the, the same terminology, the same way of communicating. So that, that was a good thing for Farva going into the game, having a familiar voice who's been giving him instruction the, the entire the entire season, basically. They would get the call. Coach Bo would talk to Farva. This is the call. This is the play. What are you seeing? You know, they were going, going through everything during the game. So, you know, the only thing that was different was working that button, like Mark Sanchez was saying, is working the button in the in, in the helmet. So um, that that's, that's one thing that we need to focus on right now is how well Aiden O'Connell ran this offense. Could have had a couple of touchdowns, you know, with a better block, you know, get that touchdown to, to Hunter Renfro. I don't know that anything was really close to being picked off. Everything was pretty accurate and on time. Um, okay. Farva, great job. After 26 carries, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. So just at four yards or just under four yards per carry. Talking so much, I'm freaking going going dry over here. Josh Jacobs just looked like he had more pop, looked like he had more juice. He was breaking tackles. He was making cuts. He was extending plays. He was hard to bring down. This is the Josh Jacobs that we saw last year. This goes to show you, in the, in the mix of carrot versus stick, I think the fear of the stick is a lot more effective than the stick itself. So when people respect you, they don't want to disappoint you. They want to work hard for you, right? When they like you, they respect you. They want to work hard for you. Well, when you constantly beat them down, you you, you wear out someone's self-confidence. And these guys are like the alphas of alphas, man. These guys are professional elite athletes, not just for the game of football, but you know for the population. These are elite at athletes we're talking about here. But even then, we have to focus on how to keep these guys' morale up, how they keep these guys' confidence up, how they keep these guys hungry and just playing mean and nasty and playing with energy, right? All the things that 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 Coach AP was saying in his press conference, energy, passion. We want to go out there and we want to be proud of the product we put on the field. Now, does, 
Does Devontae Adams want to have more catches? I'm sure he wants to have more catches. Will he take four catches and a dub? I'm sure he will, especially if he saw the offense working the way it does. So kudos to the offense. The offensive line gave up no sacks today. I think total we had one. Let me see what the rushing was on this. 125 yards rushing today on 34 carries, 3.7 yards per carry. I mean, it's not great, but it's a whole lot better than what we have been doing. And it goes to show you, when you play with juice, when you play with some pop, you're going to be, you're going to, when you're going to go out there and play with some pride and some passion, you're going to be able to make some opportunities for yourself, right? Uh, Farva goes out there, throws for over 200, has a passer rating of like 90. He was 16 for, for, for 25, which doesn't sound great, but he had like three or four passes dropped. So uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to crucify the kid. I think he did a pretty good job out there, but the, the, the best thing he did was, was handling the game and handling the game plan. Uh, you know, Trey Tucker went out there, two catches for 52 yards. That long deep pass that he ended up catching, man. There's going to be some changes. You saw some players playing some game, you play, get some playing time that you don't normally see. You saw some different formations. What have I been screaming from the beginning? Put these guys in motion. Use movement. Use motion. Confuse the defense. Give them a little bit of a of, of a cause for pause. So they're not just pinning their ears back and know exactly what's going to happen, know exactly what you're going to run. We used a lot of motion. We used a lot of movement, and it helped. It helped the offense. The offense looked, looked phenomenal, especially in the first half. Now, I do have a little bit of a concern. We scored 24 points in the first half. Boom, boom, right? Second half, we only scored six points. It wasn't for lack of opportunity. We got turnovers. We got, you know, we stopped them twice on fourth down in the second half, and we just couldn't move the ball. I don't know whether it was us being a little bit more conservative, whether the Giants were kind of picking up on what we were doing, but that needs to get cleaned up. I was telling myself, if we can just score a touchdown in the second half, it's not going to make the first half seem so gimmicky with all the motions and movement. And okay, now once the Giants caught up to everything, they were able to shut us down, which they pretty much did in the second half. But whatever, we still won. And we need to have a little bit more consistency throughout the game. Now, I will say this. And there's there's a there's there's some there's some hating hating going on right there. Not everything is positive in Raider Nation. Okay? I'm not going to put him up, but there's a mad hater that I that I've had a back and forth with, and I I don't I don't dislike the guy, but he's just very negative. What I will say is this: the product we put on the field was a product of two practices with the current coaching staff, the current regime, the current mindset, the current way we're going to play. It's going to be a big week of practice coming up, right? Big week of practice coming up to prepare for a Jets defense that's a lot better, a lot filled with a lot more playmakers than the Giants have. All right? Okay. Now let's get to the defense. Two interceptions, right? We have multiple stops on fourth down. We have, what, seven sacks, eight sacks, something like that? How many sacks did we get? 
Eight sacks. Eight sacks in the game. Okay? On top of that, we also, I mean, Amik Robertson has just got a nose for the ball, right? He's knocking balls down on fourth down. He's punching balls out. Unfortunately, the Giants recovered, getting interceptions, returning the ball back 40 yards. This is the type of game that we're playing. We played so much press man in this in this game. We played so much man. We, we, we sent so much pressure. This is Raider football. Pin our ears back. We're going to play man on the outsides. Beat us. Simple as that. Sometimes you're going to win, but a lot of times you're not. And your quarterback is going to get – he's going to go down. He's going to go down hard. Uh, so, Max Crosby, help yourself a game. Max Crosby went out there and killed it. I think he was, like, second on the team in tackles from the edge position. Um, I think Spillane was number one. Let me double-check that. Checking. Yeah, Spillane had nine tackles, five solo, and a half a sack, along with Tyree Wilson. Him and Tyree shared that sack. Max Crosby, eight tackles, six total, three sacks. Wow. Then you got Hobbs with a pick. You got Robertson with the pick. Also, you have Merrick, Koontz, Butler, and Jenkins. Jenkins played really well. Bilal Nichols had a sack. I mean, a lot of these sacks, look, how many were from the inside? Butler, Jenkins, and we had three tackles, oh, three sacks, excuse me, from the, from, the, from the inside, from the tackle position. That's, I mean, that's huge because we need to get pressure up the middle because that is what bothers quarterbacks the most is that pressure right up the middle. So um, a lot of things that, we were hoping what happened happened today. Again, is this the Raiders just coming back to normal, right? Is this just the Raiders being who they should have been for the beginning of the year? Had they been properly motivated? Had they been properly in the right mindset? Had the head coach not made selfish uh, decisions on who to play, what to call? All Had he not been coaching with his ego, right? After a while, when the team is losing – and you're making questionable decisions like starting Brian Hoyer and going out there and not putting in Favre at the half, right? You're coaching with your ego because one has to think that Favre goes out there against the Brown or the Bears, excuse me, kills it in the first half, let's say, or kills it in the entire second half. You're, you, you can't put Jimmy G back in at that point. Because the offense just looks better whenever Farva is on the field. So how can you justify putting Farva or putting Farva, keeping Farva in there? It just makes a lot of sense. What the hell is that? Man, freaking commercials playing over here. JR the Barb. Thank you for the super chat. Even Tallman was an all roses and sunshine. We need to be patient with AP because his youth and command of presence. I think we have ourselves a Raider version of Tomlin Raiders. Yeah, man. Look, I was talking to a buddy that came by around halftime and he's like, oh, you know, you can't. Uh, uh, JR the bar. Thanks for the super chat, man. I, I really appreciate you. Um, he's like, is, is Mark Davis going to overcorrect? Right. Kind of like what JR was saying too, right? 
you know, just because he didn't keep Basaccia and he went over, he went to uh, McDaniel's, right? Is he going to overcorrect and he's going to keep Antonio Pierce because he should have kept Basaccia or he wanted to, or in hindsight, it would have been better to? I don't see that keeping Antonio Pierce is a bad choice. Even if the team goes like five, if we, if we go four and four in the last eight games, right? If we only win, what what is it, eight games this season or whatever. I think it's still a good choice. Because you're talking about a defensive captain for a championship defensive team, right? Chris Canty said it himself in an interview. He said that Antonio Pierce is the smartest player on the field. He was the glue guy. He got everybody together. He got everyone. He got everyone's eyeballs. Antonio Brown, uh, excuse me, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, goddamn. Antonio Pierce said it. Uh, Champ Kelly said it in the, in, in the press conference. He had everyone's eyeballs. Everyone was focused on him. These, this team is going to play hard for, for AP. AP is a smart guy. When I say coaching at Long Beach Poly is like coaching like an NAIA football, college football team, I'm telling you, that's basically college football. When you're coaching that level of high school football, it's basically college football, okay? You're traveling to different states and you're playing different teams. And like you said, you're not just playing your local teams there when you get to that level. So he's done that. He was successful up there. He goes to Arizona State and he progresses. Linebacker coach, defensive coordinator. Then the last few years, defensive coordinator. And he was like the assistant head coach. So Herm gave him a lot of responsibility as well. This man is ready. He's 45 years old. He's hungry. And the most important thing for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, Coach AP understands what it is to be a Raider. He understands the feeling that needs to be conveyed, not only to have the product on the field look like what we as Raider fans, as Raider Nation, we expect, but he knows how to talk to Raider Nation to get them to feel like it's 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 right. That's the way it's it's supposed to be. Okay, There's a lot of people out there who have a lot of questions. Okay, uh, can we sustain this? Is it just kind of like a kind of like what the what happened with the Colts last year? They played uh, over their head, above their ass, like. And beat us. And then I don't think they want to gain the rest of the season, right? I don't think so, man. I think we're a lot more talented than that. Uh, what I want to make sure of is everyone understands this could be a tipping point. Regardless of what happens the rest of the season, this could be a tipping point for good things going forward. Good things going forward because I don't see ego in Antonio Pierce. I see confidence, right? But I also see that 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 levelness of like we're in this together. You guys are on the field, but we're in this together. I've been there. I've done that. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm not, not going to speak ill of of, you know, Raider greats, but like Art Shell getting back into the in coaching after he he was in there for a little bit, he went back 
and it was just archaic and he was just kind of stuck in his own ways like no that's why we need to, we need to get a young guys like coach Bo, smart guys like coach graham and that 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 can follow a game plan, that can be modern that can take advantage of the strengths of our defense so daniel carlson carlson good to see him out there you can tell his growing muscles kind of like messing with them a little bit because usually he's flying these uh, kickoffs you know through the end the end of the uh, out of the end zone and he was not even hitting it into the end zone most of the time. Uh, but he was, what, three for three today or two for two field goals? Yeah, three for three field goals and, uh, what, two for two extra points. Good on him, man. Good on him. All right. We talked about Farva. We talked about Josh Jacobs. We talked about uh, Devontae Adams and the offense. Coach Bo. I like I like him, man. I like him because he's not afraid to empower. And I think when 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 you act like you're the coach up here and the players are down here, that's what Josh McDaniels was doing. I know what you should do, so you have to do this this way. Boom. Okay. When you're dictating to people, they're gonna be like, okay, well, you guys just he doesn't trust me to. Because I see things on the field that we should do differently, but I can't do it because the coach says I can't. When you empower your, your players, when you empower your athletes, it allows them to use their knowledge and experience and their abilities to, to accentuate plays, to make plays better, right? Kind of like what Chris Canty was talking about with Antonio Pierce. He, he, said, he said regularly, Antonio Pierce made plays work that shouldn't have had they been run the way the defense called them, the defensive coaches called them, because he would move guys to different positions and he would tell guys to do something a little bit different and it would work because he's smart. He knows, he understands what the offense is trying to do. Same thing here. You can have a defensive minded coach and have it be good for the offense because you can pre scout the defense and what they're doing and what they want to do in certain situations and what they're doing with certain alignments and personnel packages and, and, and things like that. And you can help the offensive coaches on putting a game plan together from that perspective, which I think is what happened because this was a clean, clean as a whistle game plan for the Raiders. Not just, you know, oh, really easy, run the ball and throw the ball, you know, when you have to type of thing. No, that's what that's what it was. It wasn't what it was because a lot of these plays were changed the line, okay? So... All right, what do we got here? Landon Hawkins. I haven't seen you on here. Great show, Soto. You know what? All you got to do to be on here is freaking, is, you know, pump up my ego, bro. You kidding me? I freaking work with RJ. I, I can't have an ego working with RJ because all he does is, you know, talk crap on me the, the entire time. Look, when you have the amount of playmakers that we have on this team, okay, you have to be ready to. To maybe sometimes not have your game. You know, you have, you have to be ready to do what you need to do. One of the things that was very encouraging to me was um, in the uh, Jacoby Myers touchdown run, uh, Devonta Adams, like, basically pushed his defender into the end zone. 
It's a great block by Devontae. He did it again on another play uh, for um, for Josh Jacobs where he was blocking really well. And I don't know that he was really concerned about that. I think he was okay with it. Um, let's see here. Michael Mayer had a couple of catches. Uh, DeAndre Carter had a nice catch. Hunter Renfro had a couple of catches. So this ball was spread around. Look, it's really difficult to – it's difficult to key in on what a quarterback is going to do when he's spreading the round of ball so much. So out of the 16 completions, just, just bear with me here, okay? Trey Tucker, two catches. Jacoby Myers, two catches. Devontae Adams, four catches. Renfro, two. Uh, Amir Abdullah, two. Carter, one. Mayer, two. Hooper, one. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight players, 16 Receptions, 16 completions. He's spreading the ball around. All right. Um, not only did Devontae lead the team in targets, he led the team in receptions. And there was a couple of drops here. There was a couple of drops in there too. Could have been more. So I'm really encouraged moving forward. All right. I'm encouraged moving forward for a couple of reasons. When you have a, a good team that plays up to their capability, let's just say an average amount of their capability, okay? Both offensively and defensively. You're going to have a little bit of up and down, a little bit of variance, right? You're going to have that, and that's fine. But when you get a coach that can, can, can connect with a player on a personal level, and the player can look at that coach and, and look at him with trust, with admiration, and with respect, you're going to get that level of play more often than not. And also you're going to get that little bump, that little boost, that little extra, right? Where you're going to be able to get a little bit more out of these guys when you need them. You got that fourth down play, like, man, this, this is a big fourth down. We need to stop this team. And you get that little juice, that little extra that you normally wouldn't get if the player was just playing to their capability. You get a little bit of extra play from them, which is what we need. Um, one issue that I did have, and I talked about it before, is we didn't score any touchdowns in the second half, even though we had turnover, even though we had two turnovers on downs in our territory, we settled for field goals. We need to make sure that we, we stay aggressive and we stay executing the game plans the right way. We had a couple of drops. We had one bad one. It's kind of airmail throw to Devonte Adams. That could have been a pretty nice little reception there, but overall great game, great play. Let's see what you guys have here. McBud, one of our subscribers appreciate you, man. I prefer a head coach not being a coordinator or play caller. AP is a good fit that way. That was exactly what I've been saying. I said that before I predicted. Uh, I mean, I'm telling everyone who will listen that after the game on Monday, I said I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired on Halloween night, and he did. But what I did say was I don't know that I necessarily want, like, an offensive guru or a defensive guru, right? I want a head coach. Yeah, don't be ego ego driven, and 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 just get like these subordinates, like a clipboard holder, like a Mick Lombardi. He's he was an offensive coordinator. He's I don't think he's ever going to be an offensive coordinator in this league. He's a clipboard holder. But as Josh McDaniels, you get him as your clipboard holder because you don't want any pressure to be taken off of you to have him call plays, right? I don't know that Patrick Graham was you know, any, you know, scared or had any type of ego problem having Antonio Pierce as his linebacker coach, knowing that he was a, a successful, um, 
defensive coordinator and assistant head coach in college. That's what happens. Good coaches, good instruction, hold people accountable. You they're able to communicate in a way that the players understand, and you see it on the field. Coach Bo could be a super fine man. We don't know yet, but you know the first game, thirty points when you're scoring, it's a double. We've been scoring fifteen points a game. Now we scored thirty in the first game with a third string quarterback. I mean, granted, I think he's the better, best quarterback on our roster, but damn, that's a big turnaround. We got another game at home next week against the Jets. Jets are going to be a tougher game because they have a lot better defense. Their offense is, you know, they have some players on their offense. They have more playmakers on their offense. The the quarterback, is, we'll see. We'll see. But they have some playmakers on the offense. Nice running back. They have a, you know, their offensive line is kind of beat up, but their defense is solid. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, uh, he, he, he does that. Farber did his post game in a plain white T-shirt again. So chill. Bro, he had a T-shirt, a white tee with the bacon neck. And it's like, dude, this guy is just down home, just salt to the earth, dude. It was a big, t- it was actually a big 10. All um, right. Was it a, a big 10 uh, a meeting again? Purdue versus uh, Illinois, right? They're both in the Big Ten, right? I think that's where DeVito went was a Big Ten. Look, guys. Is this a projector for the future? Like, if this, are we going to see this every single game? We might. We may see this juice. We may see this pop every single game. What happens when we get really punched in the mouth? What happens when we are down and have to come back? What happens then? Haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure we will. We got to play face the, the the Chiefs twice. We got to face the Dolphins. So yeah, there's some teams out there that are pretty good that we got to face again. But for right now, I think we should just bask in this glory of this victory. It shows us that it's not always what you say; it's how you say it. It's not only what you communicate, but how you communicate it. And the most important thing: it doesn't really matter what you say. It's what the person on the other end understands and retains. And that was the issue with Josh McDaniels. I'm not saying that what he's saying was wrong, but the way he conveyed it, the person receiving it did not internalize it and ultimately did not trust it. Once you didn't trust it, once you saw, you know, McHerpes on the freaking mic saying, I don't know, we got to look at everything. We got to change everything. Once you saw that, it was a wrap. All right. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys. You know, quick, quick post game show today. But I got everything I wanted to get out. You guys are amazing, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. I see that we got a little bit of a skirmish going on right here. This is time for us to get together, okay? There's no reason for us to fight. There's no reason for us to talk about we should have kept this person. We should have got rid of that person sooner, whatever. We're where we are right now, and we're heading in the right direction, guys. Big big victory today. Your Las Vegas Raiders 30, the New York Giants 6, set up packing across the country. Bring on the other New York team that's not from New York. We're going to handle them too next week. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And until next time, everybody, peace.